The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We all have those thoughts that will not die. Along with many other thought distractions, these can keep us from thinking clearly and focusing on what we desire and who we can be. This is Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. What if you could learn to command the power of thought and make the laws of the universe work in your favor? It can be done, and it just takes some adjustments to become a thought genius. Now, here is your host, Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin. Welcome to this week's uh, episode of Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage, and I have two of my favorite people in the whole world as guests today, uh, Greg and Alan Reed, and uh, we've known each other for a number of years and uh, spent time uh, visiting in their home and working with them, and so we're going to have some really interesting uh, discussions here. Greg is uh, a best-selling author, acclaimed speaker, and filmmaker. He's published over 45 books, and 28 of those are bestsellers. Um, he's uh, completed uh, five motion pictures, and is fe- featured in uh, countless uh, magazines. You know, Greg is one of those people who will share the most valuable lessons that uh, that we tend to learn in life and uh, also point out the ones that are easiest to apply. Now, Alan, she's a, she's a real fireball, and uh, it, that's demonstrated by because she is uh, really the first known Filipino woman to summit Mount Kilimanjaro back in uh, 2010. I mean, that that's an amazing feat for anybody to do. Uh, she currently holds the, uh, the title of Mrs. San Diego. She's a creator, resident uh, Sherpa at Sherpa Press, publishing agency uh, geared towards showcasing the brilliance in people and uh, also the co-creator of a conference called Secret Knock that uh, I've been to a number of times and I'm sure that we will talk more about Secret Knock and uh, the uh, all of the wonderful secrets that it holds. Uh, her latest endeavor uh, with uh, her husband Greg is uh, developing the Secret of Happiness event, uh, which is a hub uh, geared toward uh, the search for fulfillment. Uh, Greg, Alan, uh, welcome to the show this week. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having us. So, uh, again, I, I know how busy your schedule are is because of all of the things that you do. So it, it's a, a great honor to have you join us, even though you're in transit to another meeting. So thank you so much yeah, for we, putting your time we, out. We appreciate, you, we appreciate you being understanding. Yeah, it's just uh, we're, 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 we're always from one place to another, but we've been looking forward to spending a little bit of time with you. Dr. Fannin, you've made a positive impact in the lives of many of our community, and it's really cool because you've opened our eyes to things that we just never realized uh, of how we live our daily lives and the thoughts that we think and how they lead to action, so thank you. Well, I appreciate those uh, kind words, and it's, you know, uh, we are making inroads with a lot of this uh, information 
um, that, that's getting out there and uh, uh, scientific papers that are now being written and just about uh, finished on, uh, you know, how and why energy healing works. And, you know, I want to go back to um, uh, connection that you have with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And, you know, I know the, some of the books, uh, uh, Three Feet from Gold, that, that was written there. But um, Napoleon Hill spent about 20 years researching and had a close association with a lot of people who uh, achieved great wealth during their life lifetimes. Then in uh, 1928, he was able to publish The Laws of Success, and after refining some of that information, uh, 1937 published his iconic book, Think, Grow Rich. In that book, uh, he presented the idea of a mastermind alliance, and that thing really caught on and goes on to describe that mastermind group really is uh, by his definition, friendly alliance with one or more persons who will uh, encourage one to follow through both with a plan and with a purpose. So now here's some almost 80 years later. And uh, Alan, why do you think that mastermind groups are still so popular? Well, I, I believe that, you know, when, you know, when two people have the same idea, and one of them's unnecessary. And so it's really nice when a group of positive, like-minded people come together and they share with what's possible and not always what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And unfortunately, a lot of times we surround ourselves with people that we have influence over rather than people we respect. And when you surround yourself with people that you actually admire and that will give you their unbiased insights, it gives you a whole different viewpoint towards things to help grow your life and your business and your attitude. Yeah, I, I think that that's uh, very, very true and uh, and why, you know, Napoleon Hill put that uh, some of those specific uh, ingredients uh, that, uh, that needed to be uh, part of a mastermind group. And, and I know you have developed uh, mastermind groups for many, many years. And, uh, uh, what led you to the point of deciding that a mastermind group was a good direction to go? Well, I think it came down to is that I didn't know everything. And so the concept of a mastermind, in my viewpoint at least, is to bring people from different walks of life together. So, for example, this week I had a mastermind alliance up in Los Angeles where, you know, it sounds like a little name dropping, but my reality is we hang out with the founder of Make-A-Wish and the guy who invented Ugg Boots and the guy who invented Pictionary and all these amazing business icon leaders and we talk our strategies and it's men talk as well. And what's nice is that since we don't have a vested interest to in one another, I get to borrow the brain of someone who's already done what I want to do and it cuts your learning curve significantly by just surrounding yourself with people that are getting the results you want. Yeah, uh, you know, I was thinking about this this morning, uh, about secret knock. And by definition, uh, secret knock really is a mastermind group uh, where you bring like-minded people together for a specific reason and a specific purpose. Uh, Alan, did you have an idea when you were creating secret knock that, that you were really creating like the ultimate mastermind group? 
I did not have that idea, but I knew I only really enjoyed being around people who were smarter than me and valued me in return. Uh, and, you know, maybe for me, there are always, I'm always at a loss for words for my own note. And it takes, for me, at a time, many times actually, to have a great group as a sounding board so that in a way, I can hear myself and others in the way in their own wisdom. Because there's just things I don't have words for, but other people are experts at. And so it lets me arrive at my own knowing by way of others. So I had no idea it would come to that. Um, I only knew that I really just enjoyed, and I always did this even as a little kid, I really always enjoyed being with people smarter than me, funnier, you know, pity. Mm-hmm. Always the people that... Um, that I gravitated towards. So, as you can as you can see, I'm really one of those kids. Like at three years old, wasn't very well socialized. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I remember several years ago we had just finished uh, brain mapping your mastermind group and sitting around in your living room there, talking about you know various aspects of uh, you know, brain power and so forth. And and that's when everybody kind of brought up, hey, this uh, secret knock. And I didn't even know what secret knock was or, you know, what it, what it was meant to be. And then uh, attending the first secret knock was, was great fun for me because I uh, got a chance to get around more of those like-minded people. And uh, the enthusiasm and the willingness for people to, uh, to give of themselves and of their means uh, to the charities and things that, that you promote there, it's just... Um, it, people really would have to be there to really understand the power of the energy that's in a room like that. And uh, it, it's amazing that year after year you continued to make that process grow and uh, more and more people are involved and they're, they're just really great human beings that are all in a room together. Uh, how do you do that? out of the way and say, you know, uh, everyone is entitled to be who they are, and as long as they let me be who I am, then we all should share. So, it's curating very well. It's being an allowance of yourself and being an allowance of everybody around you. Yeah, Greg, uh, when you're uh, hosting the secret knock up on the stage and, and being able to uh, uh, it, it seems so well orchestrated, you know, going from piece to piece. And it's like the commander of the ship, you know exactly where you want to go with that. Uh, do you spend a lot of time prior to Secret Knock figuring out where you're going, or you just let the energy take you where, you, where it needs to? Well, the idea is we surround ourselves with people we want to hang out with. So if we see someone in a magazine or someone on television or we see someone that we want to know, we invite them to come play with us in our sandbox. And by doing that, we expand our friends, but more importantly, we introduce them to our other circle of friends. And together, you know, we come together and everyone gets to play. Yeah, uh, scientifically, when there's a, a process called the constructive interference pattern when energy waves that are alike come together, it causes an increase in the amplitude of that energy wave. And, and you can certainly feel that energy when you're in the room and, 
and all of that is going on. And we've been able to even measure that with the uh, GDB equipment, gas discharge visualization stuff. And, and so it is a measurable phenomena that occurs and people, you know, feel that they respond to that. And then when you enter, uh, elements like the, uh, um, the, uh, interaction with the, the field that we call the morphogenetic field, uh, our, our brains and our body and our emotions interacting with that, uh, field, um, then, uh, it, it really sets off this, you might even call it neurogenesis, uh, an uh, opportunity to understand and feel and experience that higher level of consciousness that tends uh, to, to go on there. So uh, I, I'm sure you feel that energy, and, and over the course of several days that this event goes on, uh, you're able to uh, experience a higher level of energy and consciousness. Would you agree with that, Greg? Well, absolutely. And again, you know, I'm not a big woo-woo guy. I'm somewhere in between science and that, and that's why I appreciate when people like you come. Because, you know, we'll bring in the access consciousness guys, and they'll talk all this, you know, waving energy and stuff, and then you come and scientifically prove it. And it's kind of cool because it gives the yin and yang of it, and let's instead of us telling our circle what they should believe, we let them choose for themselves. And uh, it's, it's kind of neat to watch that type of uh, thought process unfold in person. Yeah. Uh, why don't we take a, a short break right now, and we'll be right back talking about uh, more of this. You're listening to Help My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you find that some of your hopes and dreams aren't happening the way you thought they would? Maybe your power of intention needs fine-tuning. The latest scientific research indicates that the problem is related to your subconscious belief patterns. They determine your behavior as well as create the message that is being broadcast into the field. Only 5% of what we think about comes through the conscious thinking part of our brain, and the rest is processed through the subconscious part of our brain. You need the Thought Genius Kit. The Thought Genius Kit is an amazing combination of tools and technology that is not sold in stores anywhere. But you can get it from ThoughtGenius.com. If you want to know what your subconscious thinks and feels about something, all you have to do is think about it and watch the indicators on the screen. The Thought Genius Kit also comes with a lifetime subscription for creating your own mind movies. Get more information and read scientific research before you order the Thought Genius Kit at ThoughtGenius.com. That's ThoughtGenius.com. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dieta Jones, and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
You are listening to Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. To reach Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radioshow at thoughtgenius.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, we're back with my guests, Greg and Alan Reed, and uh, we've been discussing uh, the power of mastermind groups. And, uh, you know, I'm a real firm believer of that, uh, of mastermind, as having spent some time uh, studying, uh, you know, Napoleon Hill's work. And, and I know, Greg, that, that you have, uh, you and Alan have a really uh, strong connection with uh, Don Green, uh, the head of the uh, Napoleon Hill Foundation. How did that come about? How did you get that connection with him? Yeah, it all began with Charlie Tremendous Jones, who made an introduction and completely transformed everything. And Charlie had a quote that we are a reflection, you know, and the same today as will be in five years, except for the people we meet in the books we read. And he made the introduction to the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And then uh, basically Alan uh, stroked the fire with Don Green and made it very personal where, we strictly had a business one, and then uh, Alan kind of softened it up and made it more family. Yeah, so uh, that must have been quite a fun adventure as you were uh, writing the book uh, Three Feet from Gold uh, with uh, Sharon Lecter. Uh, I, I, that's oh, a riveting gosh. book. Thank you. Yeah, that was an absolute blast. You know, we, it, it was so funny. In 2008, we went on a journey to find out why people give up right before the miracle happens. And so we interviewed everyone from the guy who started NASCAR to the start guy who started Chick-fil-A restaurants all the way down the line and find out what they didn't do to quit. And we kept saying, you know, how did you persevere? And from these answers, we realized it came down to a word called stickability. It means that they had the, the power to get started. And once they get started, the power to not quit. And they did that by not buying into other people or their own negative beliefs. You, you know, that's a, another riveting book that that I, I couldn't put that one down, uh, reading all of the stories about people. And, and I think you can really identify uh, with people um, uh, that go through the struggles that they do and why they don't quit. So I would encourage everyone to uh, pick up that uh, book uh, or the audio set uh, of uh, stickability because it is riveting. It really is, and it's wow. real people, real stories. I, I appreciate you saying that. In fact, we're working on the next one now. It's called Thinking Grow Rich, the Magic Key. And the idea <laughs> is, you know, what's the little secret sauce that really turns things around? And since, uh, Dr. Fannin, I think we're going to have you coming out to the next secret knock. Maybe we can sit down and pick your brain and see if it makes a fit in that project. Yeah, I would love to do that. So uh, just uh, let let me know. The um, when we start looking at you know things like uh, stickability and the stories in there and the people and and what made them successful and we look at mastermind groups with a purpose. One of the things that that we have been uh, working on and uncovering in our research is what gives that the power to work. So we've been measuring things like energy healing, for example. Uh, why do things like Reiki and the bars and, and whatnot work? And through that uh, scientific research uh, and, and understanding that 
uh, around the uh, the heart, there is an electromagnetic center. Around the head, there is an electromagnetic center. We create this torus effect around us. The earth has a torus effect. All matter has a, a, a torus, a, a, a field around them. And it became very evident as we were measuring the energy fields within people that uh, <clears throat> there was something else that was going on. And so I, I coined the, the, uh, the term neurophotonic field effect and that it's creating a field within the field. And I re- really believe that there is also an association with mastermind groups and with the people that you were talking about, the stickability, that the, the thing that really creates the field is focus and intention. That the field is there because of the electromagnetic centers around the heart and the brain, but what gives it the force or the ability to um, to do what it does more effectively, whether it's with healing or whether it's in an attraction process of giving power to that law of attraction, is uh, focus and intention. And so that's what mastermind groups do. You come together uh, with a purpose and a focus uh, and, and put that together. And it is the energy in the field with that group of people that you come together with. And also with the, the individuals who are in that stickability process. They are finding a way to not give up, to put focus and intention into the purpose and that creates that additional field effect to then begin to attract the very things that they are trying to manifest. Would you uh, kind of agree or not agree with that uh, assessment of what we've come up with? Oh, I definitely agree with that. I think you see that all the time, um, you know, not just in our conference, but even if uh, we have elections going on right now, with all these people coming together to see debates, you can feel the energy created by that. I think what's different would be, you know, letting that energy just exist and, for, and also versus letting the energy go to work for you. And uh, I think many people would get stuck because they feel that energy and that's enough for them instead of following it and tracing it and influencing it so that you don't have to work so hard and let that energy work for you. Yeah, and and the the disconnect that I have with that is I believe that it's the action behind the attraction that makes our dream come true. You think it, feel it, vibrate and all that good stuff, but you got to get off your ass and do something. So, you know, I, I, I'm a big firm believer of that. However, I know that that's counterintuitive to a lot of the things that bars and all these other things say, but that's just my belief system. I just realized the more actions I take, it seems coincidentally, the more success that keeps coming my way. So I'm, know, a, I, I'm a big advocate of it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that you're absolutely right there. That it's a combination of being and doing. And uh, one of the people that I've had opportunity to uh, be involved with at Quantum University is Amit uh, Goswami, and and he puts it uh, very succinctly. It's it's not all about doing, and it's not all about being. You know, it's not do 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 or be be be. He said it's more like do be do be do. So I really like the way he puts that. It's a it's about being balanced in what you're doing and in what you're being. 
and I concur with you. I think people can run around in circles all day doing a bunch of stuff that amounts to just a whole bunch of work that doesn't go anywhere. Or And there are people who sit in a cave and just be. And, that, you know, I think any exclusion really tends to put screens up on both sides. So, yes, it's absolutely a blessing. Yeah. I, I know that you guys have had some amazing stories um, around the mastermind groups that you have created and done. W- would you mind sharing a few of those stories with the uh, people who are listening? Well, absolutely. Our latest one was just kind of cool. Is we had this woman that we met. She lived in a small town, and she was like the biggest fish in a small town. And she said she knew she was destined for something bigger, and she didn't know where to find the influence, the other people to surround herself with. So she flew to San Diego and came to Secret Knock, and she got so inspired being around all these other people, seeing what's possible, not just what she thought before, but what's possible, went back home, quit her job, and started her own business, and was just named a couple months ago the Forbes magazine's top 30 under 30 entrepreneurs. And she goes, you know, I credit, you know, this, you know, my, my actions and whatever. She goes, but the single greatest thing is, we are a reflection of the people we surround ourselves with and our income, attitude, and lifestyle is the average of the group. So if you hang around people that talk about that they want to be artists is awesome. But if you hang around five people that are successful artists that have their art in galleries and you follow their actions and do as they do, well, chances are your chances of success just go up exponentially. And she said that by surrounding herself with our mastermind group, that's what happened for her. Oh, that's incredible. Do you have another story? Well, another one I, I think it keeps going back down to is, you know, we believe in doing something that's called mastermind in motion. So Alan and I do this thing. It's called LUAC, Life's Ultimate Adventure Club. So rather than sitting in a semicircle and talk about your fears, what we do is we talk about our fears on our car ride up to a location where we strap ourselves in and then dive into a cave that's the same height as the Statue of Liberty. And as you're dangling from a little cable uh, in the middle of nowhere in this giant, vast cave, all of a sudden you deal and conquer with your fears. And when you get to the bottom, you can discuss what you went through. And to us, we believe that that's part of the other thing. It's that action behind the attraction. So our new thing we're doing this year is the uh, the mastermind in motion. Oh, I got one for you. You know, sometimes sure. masterminds really just expand your life. So one of our first masterminds, a woman in there, is a Forbes um, top uh, power influencer, and she has raised $5 billion for disabled veterans of America. Like, very, very accomplished woman. But you can see she's very frustrated. And after a few rounds in the hot seat, we realized she really didn't need any more business advice. She's brilliant. She didn't need any kind of advice around that part. She was afraid to look into a part of herself that she wasn't cultivating, which it came down to was her, her love was to go horseback riding. And so it was just for her to sit there and get brave enough to admit to herself she had to go do that. It has expanded her life, one, because she became happier. And so her family became happier. She wanted to be home more. And she's figuring out a different way to be successful and still be with 
her family and do the thing that she loves to do. So it has, you know, mastermind isn't really just all about work, work, work. And it, you know, it does have many of those benefits, but it's not just that part of you. It's, it's also about expanding you and your life as a whole. Yeah, I think there's a, a, a really strong tie-in to uh, Napoleon Hill's book, The Law of Success, when he uh, is talking about uh, working with a mastermind group or, or uh, trying to achieve a goal, that um, there are three hallmarks that uh, that should be in place with that, and that is that uh, uh, people are friendly, uh, that they are growth-oriented, and willing to share information, and I think that's uh, one of the, you, you guys tend to, to live by uh, those creeds of creating a friendly environment, uh, one that is growth-oriented, being able to push you uh, in uh, other directions that you might not go, and then willing to share information with, with others uh, rather than uh, trying to keep it uh, somewhat of a secret. Uh, let's take a short break. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about that. You're listening to Help My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Do you find that some of your hopes and dreams aren't happening the way you thought they would? Maybe your power of intention needs fine-tuning. The latest scientific research indicates that the problem is related to your subconscious belief patterns. They determine your behavior as well as create the message that is being broadcast into the field. Only 5% of what we think about comes through the conscious thinking part of our brain, and the rest is processed through the subconscious part of our brain. You need the Thought Genius Kit. The Thought Genius Kit is an amazing combination of tools and technology that is not sold in stores anywhere. But you can get it from ThoughtGenius.com. If you want to know what your subconscious thinks and feels about something, all you have to do is think about it and watch the indicators on the screen. The Thought Genius Kit also comes with a lifetime subscription for creating your own mind movies. Get more information and read scientific research before you order the Thought Genius Kit at ThoughtGenius.com. That's ThoughtGenius.com. Do you feel alone even when you're surrounded by others? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. To reach Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. 
You may also send an email to radio show at thoughtgenius.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, we're, we're back with my guests, uh, Greg and Alan Reed, and we've been talking about the power of mastermind groups. So um, just before we went to the break, we were talking about how um, some of the hallmarks of a uh, mastermind group, according to Napoleon Hill, are being friendly, uh, being growth-oriented, and being willing to share information. And I know that's not just a, a, a creed that's written on paper, but you guys actually live by that, don't you? Well, we do our best. You know, it's, 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 it's all about you know, progress, not perfection. Yeah, we, that, that's the whole idea that we started a Secret Knock Society is, you know, people want access to the information, but I don't think you have to read a 300-page novel and do a bunch of research. And, and so at SK, what happens is we bring in the world top thought leaders, and in 15, 20 minutes, they say, here's what the situation is, here's the answer to it, and here's what you can do for yourself. And by giving you that just direct secret, the, the bottom line information, you can have enough information that you can go do further research and then decide if you want to read the 300-page books and do the more part of it. And so that's what we do differently. is a little bit different. And instead of learning uh, directly from teachers and coaches and mentors, we said, hey, what if we bring in the actual world thought leaders? If you want to learn about brain science, we'll bring in Dr. Fannin. He'll give us to us straight. If you want to start a nonprofit, here's the founder of Make-A-Wish. If you want to you know, do whatever, here's the next guy. And by having that type of mindset and bringing in, uh, surrounding yourself with these people, they can give it to you right from the horse's mouth. And I think that's what people are ready for. You know, not just a digested version, but directly from the source who's done it. Yeah, there are plenty of those people out there that that uh, raise that flag of awareness, but uh, they don't really tell you how to do it. So, uh, could you guys take us back to uh, the the first mastermind group that you created, and and uh, what that was like, and um, and and what prompted you to uh, maybe do that, and uh, because it was different than what you had been doing, and all of a sudden you create this whole new mastermind alliance well i don't remember what prompted us to do it but i remember the women getting in a fight and uh that unearthed an entirely lifted an entirely new veil for me as um something to work on as far as you know how women engage with each other and the glass ceiling and where it's at that was actually a real eye-awakening experience for me because, you know, I came from corporate America before this, and there's always the the low hum, if you will, of um, the, the gender exchange. And I've always just sort of ignored it. You know, to me, you do the hard work, you you get results, you do the right things, you keep your nose clean, you, you'll get results, whatever the, that looks like. Um, and so to have seen this, I thought, okay, so this is a real thing, um, and it made me really study it, and I'm still studying it today. So, um, but what prompted it, I don't know. But what the results are, we realized we wanted to do it again because no result was the same. Everyone thought they probably would come in for business, but at the end, everyone expanded not only their business, they also expanded their family lives, they expanded their happiness, they expanded their lives as a whole, and for that alone, we we wanted to keep doing it. Yeah, we realized that part of personal growth was the word growth. 
No, again, back to the progress, not perfection. And it's really neat when people come in and they have an agenda that they want to focus on selling more widgets, and then they realize that, you know, why did they want to sell the widgets? And then once they break it down and realize that what was really important uh, was a family member, why they were doing it, all of a sudden gave a different meaning to it. So then it became more of a joy than a task because they had a reason or a purpose behind the task at hand. Yeah, I think that's uh, very, very true <clears throat> when you start breaking it down into those kinds of things. If if someone were uh, trying to uh, create a mastermind group and they'd never done that before, what kind of advice would you give to the person trying to create a mastermind group? Surround yourself again with people that you admire and not that those you have influence over is key. And so, for example, if you were in a, in a if it was a business mastermind, just hypothetically, what we would do is sit there and say, all right, who's the top real estate owner of a real estate company in my town? And you'd invite them. And who has the big car dealership? And who owns the big hotel and restaurant chain? And, and those are the people you bring because those are the people that you respect and admire. And you'll realize that the most successful people are also the most available. Uh, most people don't have other like-minded people to talk to, so you'd be shocked and amazed how open and receptive uh, what you think are unapproachable people will be is to join you because they're looking exactly for what you're looking as well. Like Rumi said, whatever you seek is seeking you. Yeah, I, I've heard you say that uh, a number of times. I think a lot of people get afraid to approach somebody, uh, and and like you said, you you'd be really surprised at how affable they are and willing to talk to somebody about this. Um, it, why do you so suppose people are so afraid to? You know, it seems like that's the first hurdle you have to get over uh, in order to create a mastermind group. Not be afraid to ask the the people that you would love to have there. Um, most people are just afraid of being judged. And so it's a real calling to be vulnerable. And it's, to me, one of the most um, important pillars of having a mastermind that not only comes together but stays together in the long run is that you, if you're the one starting it, you have to be willing to be vulnerable because if if you are vulnerable, then your members that you are approaching will understand that this can be a safe space for them to also be vulnerable. And that is priceless. You know, there's not very many places where people feel safe to just talk about the stuff that they are, they are dealing with and not worry about being judged because really being judged is the least, should be the least of everybody's worries. What everyone would like to do is to really get stuff done, but you really get don't get to that point if you're busy worrying about being judged or you're dodging judgment. So there you go. And the point Hill talked about the six ghosts of fear, and one of the biggest ghosts of fear was the fear of criticism, what other people would think. And the irony is, no one's thinking about you; they're <laughs> thinking about their own stuff. <laughs> so that the, the, the concept is, 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 that, is to move on. And and people that don't believe that. Think about it this way. If you were in, I don't know, Nebraska and were walking down the street and knew nobody in Nebraska, as soon as you came to a little intersection and let's say you tripped over a curb, the first thing you would do is look up to see who saw you, even though you know nobody in Nebraska. It's just our instinct to see what, you know, we care what other people think. And, and as soon as we can start working uh, and eliminating that, that's where the miracle happens. 
I, yeah, I, I would really agree with that. I think a, a lot of people are uh, more self-conscious than they, they really should be in in terms of, you know, uh, how people look at them, what people think about, and, you know, and, and you're right. The reality is that they're probably not thinking about you at all, you know, that they've, they've got their own, own things going on there. Um, yeah, and not only that, but again, it, it can also, some of these things, it just keeps it real because uh, it's so interesting. This is a... I was just doing an event last uh, December, and I just got over a cold, and I had a little fever blister. And I was doing this thing in Las Vegas in front of all these people, and I was so self-conscious that people are going to be taking all these photographs, and they're going to be all over the place of me getting a fever blister. And I went, you know what? I'm a human being, man. I got a fever blister. And it was no big deal at all, but I realized that, you know, there's some people that are self-conscious of, Every single thing about their their uh, what they are is how much money they got or who they're with or whatever. And the second that you can let that thing go, I'm telling you, that's where freedom comes from. Yeah, you know, I, re- I remember at the last secret knock, and I, uh, I was sitting down in the lobby, and we were waiting for somebody to come and and, and talk to, you and you came in and sat down and began to tell us about this new idea that you had on the uh, search for fulfillment. Uh, what's what's that all about? Well, you mean the secret of happiness? Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. see, it's interesting. You know, a good writer writes about what they need help with most, and when I did uh, stickability, it's because I quit. So I'm going to go on a journey and find out you don't quit. Uh, same thing as that, all these different things, and now we're on the pursuit of happiness. Like, what is the definition? And trust me, it's... That's what I need help with the most. And, you know, we teach it the most, but usually when you're teaching it, you need to work on it. And my goal, my definition, or, you know, my journey right now is to find out what the secret of happiness is for each person. And the irony is I realize it's kind of a, not only a moving target, uh, but it's basically the definition in which we give it. So, like, right now, when we're driving, boy, a clear, you know, cell signal would make me happy so it can make sure we give you a good interview. So, you know, that makes me happy. And then as soon as we're done with this, having a successful meeting at the next thing, that's going to make me happy. So it's the definition in which we give it. And once we realize that we're the ones that are dictating what we're giving the meaning to, that also means that we're in control of our own happiness. Yeah, and, and we can literally train our brain to do that. The center of that happiness uh, we know that that happens in the left frontal lobe and is at about 40 hertz frequency when you activate that, that people tend to be more happy and fulfilled. And it's a little bit like training a dog to, you know, sit, stay, no, no stay. Uh, you're training your brain in order to activate those particular uh, centers in the brain that provide that uh, fulfillment, that happiness. And then those are the neurons that, uh, tend to fire together, wire together, and and then people start to look a, and find ways for uh, being happy about that. Uh, it's time for us to take a, a short break here. We'll come back. We'll talk more about uh, the uh, search for happiness here. Uh, you're listening to Help My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. To reach Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radioshow at thoughtgenius.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, we're back with my guests, uh, Greg and Alan Reed, and we've been talking about not only the Power of Mastermind Group, but uh, 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 most especially one of their new projects coming up in the search for happiness and fulfillment. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about that, Greg. Well, you were talking kind of like the reticular activator system there. You know, it's like whatever you seek is seeking you is what we said. But it's, it's so interesting. When I notice that when someone upsets you, you kind of look for other stuff that upsets you, and then it feeds that thing. If you look for something that, you know, someone inspires you, then you look for more of that. And it's really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I've been doing it with my kid. He's three years old. So every day I've been asking him, you know, what did you dream about? Or, you know, what, what good things did you find today? And it's really interesting because I just wanted to start training him so he can start seeking those type of deals. And it's amazing because, you know, like my wife said, you know, he has more fun with a bucket and some mud than, you know, the fanciest toy we give him. And I'm realizing that if you just start looking for all the goodness or the the great things, um, all of a sudden, magically, they're going to be appear right before your eyes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting how malleable children are, and uh, he's at that age. I can't believe he's three years old already. It just seems not that long ago that uh, that Alan was uh, pregnant with him, and uh, <clears throat> and here we are three years down the road. But what a wonderful opportunity for him to learn to mold uh, those parts of his brain uh, to uh, look and see and experience the world in a way that other people don't. There's always been that question of, is it nature or is it nurture that helps us develop those things? Scientifically, we can answer that question as yes. Uh, It is both nature and nurture, and uh, we are not consigned to uh, live a life that that maybe is part of our uh, genetic uh, inheritance. So if, for example, if my mother was a very... Uh, fearful and anxious when I was being conceived and born, there is part of that uh, vibration of that energy that is uh, part of my DNA. That's the nature versus the uh, the nurture part. If I grew up in a household that was uh, somewhat dysfunctional, uh, that may uh, give me kind of a double-edged sentence there. Uh, am I uh, consigned to live a life of being fearful and anxious. And because of what we understand about epigenetics now, we know that that you don't have to. That you can, like you say, uh, the people that you surround yourself with, 
the things that you focus on, the things that you think about are the, the elements uh, that begin to reshape those neural pathways. So it, I, I think it's tremendous that you're, you're teaching uh, your son to, um, to, to think and experience life in that way and what kind of a legacy he's going to be able to, uh, to, to move uh, forward with the people he is around through the whole of his life as well as the people that you're influencing through Secret Knock and through the uh, uh, Search for Happiness uh, project. Um, it, what, what a great movement that is and what, a, what wise parents you are in being able to, uh, to think and, and, and teach your child that, uh, it, that way to look and think about the world uh, and, and how much you're doing in order to help other people. I think that's, that's a wonderful thing. Or thank you. We can only do with what we have. I don't know. I think probably in 10, 15 years, this is, you know, old, archaic stuff, and he'll hate us and think we did wrong, but, you know, this is what we got right now. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny because we've been, we've, we, you know, Alan sends him to music class and dance class, all these different things just to experience. And, you know, whatever he likes the most, we'll feed him more of it. Whether he doesn't, we'll take, you know, take it away and don't force him to do it. And it's really interesting because our concept is, wouldn't it be great instead of sending him to a typical school, which, as we know, was created just as a daycare center back from the coal mine days. So wouldn't it be cool is that if we brought in the actual world thought leaders to teach him. So once a month, if he wants to talk about giving back, we bring in the founder of Make-A-Wish, and he talks about how to give back and goes out and actually does something to give to somebody. And then the next person's financial awareness, and we create a piggy bank and teach him how to save. And could you imagine learning from these actual world thought leaders the type of information we have? What he does to us, it's up to him. But the reality is all we can do is give him the tools and, and see what happens. And talk about power of mastermind. I am looking for other parents who are, in a way, having this mindset of education. Because the ideal scenario in my head is that, you know, we'd have a set of kids who'd come together. We would take turns on whose house they, you know, they can destroy for the day. Um, but their teachers would be, say, you know, wanted to learn about banking and cars and energy. Okay, let's bring in Elon Musk. Do you want to learn about art? Okay, uh, Paloma Picasso, she's still alive. Let's bring her in. You know, so to have this sort of mastermind-type feel, even in the education, is what I'm really... Um, I'm like setting my intention forward to have this and I'm scanning all the time for parents who would be willing to have this kind of education and experience for their families. So, yeah, I mean, masterminds doesn't always always have to be, you know, uh, adult setting. I think it can also be done within the education system. Yeah, the education system certainly couldn't uh, follow this this kind of example. And uh, what kind of a world would we live in if we had more and more of those things and uh, situations where people come together under that aspect? I think it's, um, you know, what else is possible? Uh, The possibilities are unlimited. And uh, how does it get any better than that, huh? Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, so we have uh, just a a few minutes uh, left. If uh, more people want to... Uh, understand uh, 
what goes on at Secret Knock, or they want to get information about the the Search for Happiness uh, project or other projects that you're involved in, uh, how might they uh, they gather that information? Well, I guess you want know, one you could Google us or door number two, go to secretknock.co. We left the M off uh, because we kept it private. Uh, if these people are following you and listening to you, Dr. Fenton, then uh, the door is open. So we encourage people to apply. Just understand that not everyone that applies gets accepted to our circle, and, and but, but it's definitely worth a shot to, to make into the community. And so go to secretknock.co and check it out and see the type of people that we play with. The, understand this. If we are a reflection of the people we surround ourselves with and our income, attitude, and lifestyles, the average of the group, doesn't it make sense for this year to start changing that group and association and your life will change accordingly. And all we want to do is be that vehicle, the conduit. No gurus, no like change your life or walk on coals. It's more like how can we introduce you to the people that can give you that leverage, save you 10 years of your life of research by learning directly from the source itself. Yeah, that's uh, really a tremendous opportunity and the way that you're giving back to the to not only individuals but uh, communities as a whole in the, in the things that you do and I know that you uh, you know usually have uh, some sort of a project at Secret Knock where um, people are able to make donations and and help further some cause that that you're you're dealing with there. Um, we have about a minute left here. Can we talk about what's on the the horizon? What's what's one of the out of the box thinking things that you're considering uh, to do in the future? Well, Alan right now is working on a uh, TV reality show. And myself, we're working on a movie. It's kind of cool. We end up getting the life rights to Frank Shankwitz, the uh, founder of Make-A-Wish. And we're, you know, I asked him, I said, what's your wish? And he goes, no one's ever asked me. I went, what? And I said, what is it? He says, I want my story to be told so my kids know I did something good. So we took on this mission, and it looks like this year we're going to get his actual movie made up in Hollywood. And he'll have a legacy to share for the rest of the world to inspire that everyone, anyone, Everyone listening to this thing can be a hero. Yeah, I, I know his story and I've talked with him, and it's um, it, you you can't help but be awe-inspired by that. You know, it's uh, been great spending uh, time with uh, my friends and guests here, Greg and Alan Reed. Uh, we look forward to hearing more about uh, some of the many exciting things that you continue to create and uh, really appreciate uh, you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. Uh, well, we appreciate you having us on, and we really appreciate everything you do, Doc. I'll see you at Secret Knock in March. You guys keep smiling, and until we meet each other eye to eye, talk soon. All right, All right. sounds good. Thank you. Uh, we would invite everybody to join with us next week for another stimulating and exciting episode of Help My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage on the Voice American Empowerment Channel. Thank you for tuning in to the show this week. Please join Dr. Jeffrey Fannin again for another edition of Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week possible.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.